morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever and wherever you are. On this week's episode of Greetings From, we discuss mobile games! It's everyone's favorite platform to play on, and no one is mad or upset, and everything is fine. We discuss all the games that we love, and all the games that we love to hate. So grab your phone and get on those apps. It's mobile games. Enjoy! Greetings, travelers. It is August 4th, 2019, and this is episode 19 of the Greetings From podcast. My name is Rebecca Fay, and I am joined, as always, by my two very good friends. First, she's someone who hasn't found a dead body playing Pokemon Go yet. Right, Olivia Coyne? I mean, I would never tell. I, I, maybe I have seen a dead body. I've played a lot of Pokemon Go. You don't know where I've been. I feel like you have to report that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, unless you're leaving the bodies, which is like, that's a different... Pokemon Go. If you're not Team Mystic, you get the fuck out of my way. Uh, Thank you. Mystic forever. I'm glad we're on a team here. I, unnamed person. What, what, what are you? Actually, what, what no, are hold you? on. <laughs> I'm totally Team Mystic. All right, good. You're, you can live. Perfect. Are we all? That's, yeah. Then we c- it's amazing. You can sit oh, with yes, us. Yes, I can. It's good. <laughs> we're all sensitive. So, hey, Tyler. I heard you like Diablo. I do. Love it. Did you know... That we also love Diablo so much, we decided that to we were going to put it in your phone, because that's really what you wanted. You wanted a Diablo mobile game, didn't you, Tyler? Smith? I just need my demons on the go. I need to slay. <laughs> <laughs> I need those demons in my speed dial. Right. I need a speed dial. If I can't Diablo. speed those demons, don't fucking talk to me. How did you feel about that? What is what is the consensus Diablo in the room about the mobile? Diablo mobile game? I mean, like... Yeah. I... Are we are we lukewarm? Are we pro? Are we con? Okay. What is the greetings from official stance on the Diablo mobile game? Well, I don't know about greeting from... No pressure. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to talk for all of us, I'm just going to go ahead and say we're pretty excited for it. I understand that there was initial backlash when it was initially announced at BlizzCon 2018. Um, and people were just like so fucking outraged about the whole situation. Like, how dare they do this to us? Um, the PC gaming community. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's going to go over very well. I mean, it's Diablo and it's, uh, so here's the thing. So I had a friend who was really, really mad and upset that Diablo was coming to mobile. He was like, uh oh, yeah, very angry gamer, like totally supported that one dude at the, at the conference who like went up and asked a question during the QA and was like, is this an out of season April fool's joke? I remember yes. that. <laughs> yes, he was like, yeah, that my friend was like, yeah, I, I'm with that guy. Like, fuck them. Fuck Blizzard. And I'm like, dude, calm down. You know, it literally was just announced. You don't know anything about the game. He Apparently he was at BlizzCon also. So like he had that herd mentality and he got his hands on it and uh... he played the game. And then he was like, you know, the next day he was like, oh, it's actually okay. I enjoyed it, and I was like, God, you just, you see what you've done? <laughs> like, hold your judgment until you actually play the game. So I'm, I'm for it. I'm excited for it. I don't, I'm not, I don't have the gamer outrage. I don't know how you guys feel about it. How do you feel about it? What is your take? Um, I, f- I feel that gamers deserve nothing. <laughs> nothing for gamers. <laughs> um, you all have sinned, and I've canceled you. <laughs> counterpoint 
maybe we should have Diablo 4. <laughs> gamers actually Diablo 4. Uh, well, let the gamers sin. Let's let the gamers go to hell in Diablo Immortal. But okay, what if it was Diablo Four? Think about that. Listen, Diablo Immortal uh, carried over, and it was like Fortnite, where you had a sinking account. Oh, I think no. we're gonna get into this a lot on this fucking podcast, but I kind of feel like it's really important that your progress from your game should sink over to, from your mobile game, and that's been a really big part of my mobile gaming experience. It's like, hey, if I can just play the same game multiple places, even if it's not the optimal experience. Let me at least like bring my shit over from one game to another. So yes. if they're going to have Diablo Immortal, let me bring my pets over or whatever. It's probably going to be bad, but it, it's not for me. I'm fine with it. It'll, it'll be whatever it is. Hey, you put the money into it. You deserve the 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 pet mount. Anyway, if you're just tuning into this part of the podcast, you may have surmised that today we're going to spend a little time talking about mobile games. I've heard it's no better time to be a mobile gamer. What with that there Apple making a games club thing. And, (laughs) you know, that's it, really. Everybody's got a phone. Everybody plays games on their phone. Are you? Uh, uh, For a long time, they had like, huh, am I? Am I a mobile gamer? Well, I feel like we are all mobile gamers, but... If you were, the thing about Apple is, if you were a game developer, you know, maybe three years ago and released a game, it no longer works on any of the Apple products or like future Apple products, which is amazing. I will, I will say that this, this is a good point that you're bringing up because, you know, we were, we kind of gave ourselves this challenge of, you know, let's think about mobile gaming, what it means to us, what we've interacted with in the history of mobile games. Um, and I was going back through my app store purchases, like back to the dawn of time. And it was just like, there was a very specific point at which it just was like, can't download, can't download, can't download, can't download. And like, I could tell that, I don't know, I felt, it felt, I felt a little sad almost that I couldn't get my lightsaber app that I had on my iPhone when I got it for the first time when I was in high school. And what about my Zippo lighter app? What about that? <laughs> Who's going to replace that in my Where's heart? my champagne cork? You know, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember before they had uh flashlights built in? They had like Those... the one that would just make the screen really bright. Yes. Yep. Did you guys ever played Infinity Blade? Yes. I really liked Infinity Blade. Yes. Wasn't that like and it's no longer available? Oh shit! Really? It's not. I don't. I don't think you can get it anymore. Right? They took it. Yeah, they took it off the App Store apparently. Well, isn't so. there like a new one though? Aww. Like I swear I just saw. It. Maybe it's a. Maybe it's a knockoff one because that happens. But... Nah, baby, we're playing. It's all about that Fortnite money now. Epic doesn't give a fuck about Infinity Blade. I guess you're right. Forget about their past. I guess you're right. But I guess you can play Fortnite on your phone or whatever. That sucks. <clears throat> there was Has an Infinity played... game arcade game, if I remember correctly. There was at least one instance of Infinity Blade going to an arcade. And it's gone now. It's scrubbed from the history books. I may have made this up. It may have been a very similar game to the Infinity Blade, but I'm upset. <laughs> Allegedly, mm-hmm. Infinity Blade went to an arcade. So you can say that with no fear. <laughs> um, so I, I, I think this is a good example of the fact that mobile gaming could be a total weird trash fire of an existence because things that you bought three years ago no longer work. And... You know, a lot of apps were built in the beginning to give functionality to phones that now just have that built in. And so somehow I already feel old. Like, I already feel like, oh, you kids in your iPhones that have a flashlight built in. Well, back in the day, six years ago, I had to get an app that made my screen bright because I couldn't do it by myself. Ugh. I bet you kids didn't even use a shotgun app on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Um, so I don't know how long how long would you say you guys have been using smartphones with app capable? Because I I've like I've had an iPhone since I was probably in in a junior or senior in high school, maybe a senior. So maybe I'm coming up on like ten years of app availability. Mm. What about you, Olivia? Do you have an idea? Yeah, I got my first smart because I remember I was going on a trip and I got a smartphone because I was going to DC and I needed a map and I was like, finally, yeah. I can join the smartphone with my Droid, whatever the one with Droid, and um, that was oh, like, I remember the HTC. That. Yeah, it was. It was, yeah. the, it was like the one that you could like. It was a Motorola and you could like pop it out and had a keyboard built in it. And I thought it was like the hottest fucking shit because it like it was like. Yeah. And you were it truly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it was so it was like two thousand. Nine, two thousand ten. So that's like yeah. ten years ago, exactly. Oh God! I think that was about two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah. Was when I got an iPhone. What about you, I, Tyler? I, about the same? Uh, yeah, roughly the same. Um, I feel like it was definitely either when I was, I because it was probably when I was like a junior in high school or even a senior. Um, I want to say. I mean, I had the Sidekick, but it, but I feel like the Sidekick was. I don't really remember it being apps. I don't like. I don't remember it until I got like a my the um, the Google phone, the very first one, um, the mm. Nexus, whatever. I think it was just the Nexus, um, and like that's when it was like really like oh apps, you know things because Apple was so far ahead of the like Android. I think in terms of applications and whatnot, like that was a big thing. I could be wrong. I didn't, but you. Am I wrong, Olivia? You bring up a really good... No, you're right. I, I agree that, like, I think Android was way behind and I, like, had to catch up. Um, you do bring up a good point, though, about phones pre, like, iPhone and Android phones because I had a flip phone that had Tetris in it and then every time I broke my phone, I had to rebuy Tetris. And I bought Tetris oh, no. seven times <laughs> in high school. I just kept buying Tetris. And I got I got really good at Tetris, y'all. And then I got a DS and I got Tetris DS and then I was like fucking godlike. And I still have those. I'm not as good as Tetris as I was before, but I played a lot of Tetris on the phone. Phone Tetris is good. It's, it's funny you say this because I remember being in uh, middle school, maybe, and this was like the first time I'd been exposed to games on a device that wasn't like a Game mm-hmm. Boy because we had Palm Pilots that you could oh, check out. Shit. And the Palm Pilots had like Snake and then Brick Dude on them, <laughs> which was just like really very, I don't know. But I just remember spending, being you know, being 13 and spending tons of time playing Brick Do Dude. Do you remember when which... the iPad or um, iPods came out? They would have yeah. like the little games on those as well. Like that was definitely my first experience like on a non-gaming. Breakout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or like the parachute one where you're supposed to shoot the parachute man. Oh yeah. Specifically. <laughs> anyway, that was like my first experience on a playing a game on a non-gaming console thing because I didn't have an iPad or anything. This is a tangent, but did you guys ever have like a smart, I don't know, like a a graphing calculator that you hacked? Oh, <gasps> yeah, with the TI 89s okay. that had yeah. the games okay. on it. Yeah. I saw my friends had them and I was like fucking with them and I'm like I'm so jealous my Casio can't do shit. My Casio sucks. I remember my high school tried to ban playing games on your calculator mm-hmm. as if you could do that. And so there was like an illegal trade going on of people like uploading programs to their TI-89 calculator, <laughs> grabbing yeah. calculators, which was like Tetris I and Snake and whatever kind of stupid. See, we are the gaming 1%. We're the real gamers. <laughs> we remember the way it was back in the day when you had to upload unauthorized software to your TI-89 graphing calculator. 
Exactly. Oh. <laughs> well, I we've come a long way since then. Um, you know, mobile games are still a thing. Mobile games are still a huge thing. We see a lot more often now that um I mean, shit, stuff's coming out on mobile all the time. Look at Donut County. That just came out and it's like great on mobile and you can play it on console, you can play it on PC. Like, you know, a lot of stuff is now getting ported to mobile devices. There's a lot more parity between mobile and other games. I kind of feel like this started around the time that Minecraft became a thing and Minecraft Mobile was a was a huge sort of pioneer of handheld gaming and i'm pretty sure you could play PUBG on your fucking iphone now if you want to do that i wouldn't recommend it but you sure can because you could do that with Fortnite too mm-hmm. and you could oh. always tell who those people were in the lobby because they were spinning around in circles and not really <laughs> able to aim <laughs> i mean i think you bring up a really good point about like i, I, I would not play Fortnite on my phone but that yeah. is a lot of people do play the game that way and it seems like yeah like the phone as the like er platform, everything can go to the phone now. Like I think that's kind of where we're heading, and that's a little scary. <laughs> it's kind of terrifying, but also kind of cool because you can actually play Fortnite on the go. Yeah, and now recently we had seen that Sony had made the PS4 controller works now with um, Apple devices, so you can use your PS4 controller on your iPad to play Clash of Clans if you want mm-hmm. to. Or whatever clash of game you're into these days. I don't know. I'm not keeping up with what the kids are into. It's all auto chess now. Which I can get into. I actually... <laughs> you say this, I but I want to get into auto chess because I went through a Dota phase. And now I feel like I have to get into auto mm-hmm. chess to justify the amount of Dota merchandise that I bought. So that I can like come back around full circle and still be authentic. <laughs> not like my authenticity was in question, except with myself. Uh, so... I have a very important question for you guys when it comes to the topic of mobile games. Um, mobile games, they started out this way and still kind of are this way. A lot of them are total, absolute, unredeemable bullshit. But we love them because they taste good and you can lose hours to doing the same repetitive stuff over and over and over again. You know, we've all been there. I'm sure we've all done that. So... When you're thinking about the kinds of mobile games you've played in your time, in your years, your sage wisdom of the ages of mobile gaming, what's some of the bullshit that you've had to deal with, but that you've secretly loved the whole time it was spoon-feeding you that trash? I know you have it. I Like, to just give you a thing, I was thinking a lot about Pocket God. Do you remember Pocket God when it came out? That's mm-hmm. like... One of the very first, I, I remember, like, iPhone games, it was animated, and it was very, very bad, and it had some very bad themes, and it's dealt really poorly with colonialism and stuff like that. Don't recommend it, but when I was in high school, I played a lot of Pocket God, and pretty much everybody did, too. Uh, and I'm not proud of that, but I just, just telling you, just telling you the truth, that I played a lot of Pocket God. Uh, Have you guys played Fire Emblem Heroes? <laughs> Can we talk about gotcha games? Yes. Is it, it a gotcha, is a gotcha game? game? Yeah. Do you just, is is this the one where you like insert money and it just spits out boyfriends? Mm-hmm. 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 Okay, great. So, like, how can I get into this game? <laughs> so the mechanics of the game are like it's similar to Fire Emblem, which is a Nintendo franchise. It's been on like the DS most recently, just came out on the Switch. Um, and it's like up kind of perfectly suited for a phone. You kind of just like do little battles and stuff and touch your phone, and it's great. Uh, the bullshit comes in multiple varieties of this game. <laughs> Um, there's an energy meter. Yep. So it's like, okay, if you oh. want to play, if you want to do missions, and like, it's a pretty generous energy meter. You have like a hundred energies and then like one mission costs like two. And then like, you can do other things that are like eight and it's kind of crazy. 
the and then the other major bullshit part is that if you put money into the game or not money you can put orbs or whatever into it to get heroes they give you a randomly selected thing of heroes but they're all ranked so it's like okay do you want your like oh. bronze hero your bronze boyfriend or your silver boyfriend or your gold boyfriend or your platinum boyfriend only goy only platinum boyfriends here but it's platinum a boyfriends only yeah you have no one no- else need apply <laughs> You have no way of actually like saying like I need this boyfriend. It's more like okay, put the put the coins in, and then it's like you can get more boyfriends for cheaper if you do it all. Like a bulk buy the boyfriends, and then you can actually oh, get the better okay. ones. Yeah. So this is this is some good bulk boyfriend surprise mechanics. I would say it this, is. This is definitely surprise, surprise. mechanics. Um, but the reason I keep going back to it is because there's like they keep adding shit to it. Like they added a they added a fucking rhythm game to it, like a tap oh, a tap did? thing oh. to make your like. Your boyfriend. Oh, I like, like it. Yeah, like you gotta tap to the beat, and then your boyfriend will fight for you, or your girlfriend, or whoever. There's lots <laughs> of characters. There's a dragon. Yeah, there's like a semi PvP mode. I'm I'm honestly not the best at this game because there's one other factor that is a you just auto play. You just be like, yep. hey, play the game for me. <laughs> <laughs> just let it do its own thing and win for you when you're trying to grind oh. through stuff. And that's been my like key bullshit when I'm like, oh, I'm trying to do this other thing, but my energy refilled, so I'm just gonna make it auto battle. Go, go, get my points for me, you sons of bitches. Yep. My boyfriend army. Tyler, it sounds like you've played this game before. I have. I played it when it first came out, and I played it for a long time. And then I, it was, okay, so so Fire Emblem Fates was my first, like, gotcha game. Like, it, like I had never really played, uh, first of all, let me just say, I was really late into the, to the apps. Um, it wasn't really until I got an iPhone that I was like, yeah. Mobile gaming, it's actually pretty cool. Um, so that didn't happen for like the last maybe three years uh, or four years. Anyway, Fire Emblem Fates is my first gacha game. And I don't know, I was so fascinated by it because I never played anything like it and I've never experienced anything like it. And I had heard of other gacha games. Um, I guess just name like one other one is Puzzles and Dragons, which I think was the, the biggest oh, one. Oh, shit, I played yeah. Puzzles and Dragons, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> That was that was bullshit early and, on. And sure. like all my friends were into it and I was like, fucking puzzles and dragons. And my friends were like, Yeah, man, I spent three hundred dollars on puzzles and dragons. No big deal. <gasps> yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. And I was like, no. dude, like, that's a lot of fuck that's a lot of money. Like, I can't. So I was like, I'm not touching that. I am not touching that. Because I'll do the same thing, maybe. So anyway, yeah, Fire Emblem Fates, it was it was a good game, but I kinda got bored of it because I like I figured out what was going on and I'm like, okay. Listen, so you have your rankings of, like, bronze, silver, and platinum, or whatever, gold star, but you could get, like, a gold star person as a bronze, and then, like, you have to level up your bronze to get them to silver, and, like, all this other bullshit, and I was like, there's, this is, this is dumb, why, if he's, you know, a level, if he's a five-star <laughs> platinum person, why, why is he bronze? So it's, I'm just like, ugh, I don't, I'm not, this is not for me. Like, so in the end, like maybe, you know, two weeks in, I was like, okay, I'm kind of done and over with this. I love all the, I love all my boyfriends, but yes. Yeah. So I have, I have a very important question. How would you both rate the boyfriends on a scale out of 10 with one being the worst boyfriends and 10 being the best boyfriends? There's some pretty fucking good boyfriends. I was going to say, like a six. There are, there are some really hot boyfriends. Um, I don't know any off the top I of my like head. This. I'm gonna I'm gonna get into Fire Emblem like, now. I'm gonna amass an army. Of the art is amazing. I'm giving it an eight. So, 
I don't Ooh. know how many people have beards. That's the only thing I'm worried about for mm. you, Rebecca, is that there's not oh, a lot yeah. of beards in the game. It's yeah. mainly like Well, I I don't get into I don't get beards if I go anime. I okay. have to live that's with true. that. I have to that's yeah. like that's like the that's the thing I have to let go of. Yeah. Yeah, it's like more from like it's the Yaoi school of boyfriend yeah, than the uh beardy school of boyfriend. But there's some handsome gentlemen <laughs> in there. I'm like I'm only picturing yeah. the one old elderly gentleman. <laughs> anyway. The gentle Instagram heart filter <laughs> just appears around your head and he just sort of is in the background like Tyler. He's big and strong. Pay three hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I had a, this is only tangentially related, but I remember that I had this friend who was very into gotcha games to the point where she was like playing this Japanese one that it was never translated in the West. And so she had to like, people were building guides just so that they could play this boyfriend gotcha game. And she got really into the boyfriends. And I remember one time her sitting me down and trying to explain all of the boyfriends and they're very handsome and they made a bunch of action figures out of them. And so I wish I could remember what that game is called, but now I, I just think about those boyfriends all the time. Interesting. I played a subgenre. I'm sure this is like a genre of games Ooh. where it's like you. I can't boyfriend remember what it's gotcha. called. Yeah, but it's like it's like boyfriend. Like you're on the phone with your boyfriends and you're texting. No. Your I, I don't. Remember, I know what you're talking I don't about. What it was called. Yeah, I like. Wasn't that that like it. board game from the '90s that was like date night or whatever, and you <laughs> oh called God. boyfriends? Do you well, remember like, that? So- I do remember that. I remember the premise of this game is that you get added into a group chat by accident, and then you're in the group chat, and it's all these dudes, and then like you have the option to date the dudes, and like build up relationships with them. It's weird. I didn't actually finish it, but I just remember being like, "This is so like it's it got really popular," and I was like, "This is amazing. I appreciate it." <laughs> I want to get into that game now. I want to be in the illicit group chat. I should boyfriend. look it up. I should find out what it's called because it's fucking. I just was laughing my ass off the entire time because it's very corny. <laughs> I would say I would say boyfriend gotchas are a good messy, disgusting mobile game habit to get into. Um, did any of you get really into Fallout Shelter? Yes, because that was my summer, like two summers ago, was just Fallout Shelter. Yes, on my iPhone. Yes, every day, all day. Okay. Yeah, I spent money. I spent money. Well, I didn't spend a lot, but like I spent money, which. And you brought you mentioned this earlier, I think, about your your iPhone games not, or it was Olivia who mentioned it. Um, your your games don't like data doesn't progress over to a new device. So like, yeah, I've installed I've installed Fallout Shelter on my iPhone, on my iPad, and uh-huh. on my PC, uh-huh. and I have spent uh-huh. at least twenty dollars on each platform, like uh-huh. because my. Shit does not your... roll yep. over. You disgust yes. me. You're disgusting. Stop doing it. <laughs> Stop rewarding people for doing this. And now it's coming. It's on the switch, Olivia. It's on the switch now. Don't. <laughs> Don't fucking. I, I played a lot of Fallout Shelter, but I realized when I'm like, I, I was like, oh, I fucked this one up. I should reset it. And I was yeah. like, wait, you could just delete this and then it doesn't carry over and you're gonna lose all your progress exactly. and i'm like this isn't what I'm, this isn't what i'm here for i'm not here for this bullshit yeah todd howard yeah. fix it it's todd <laughs> get my money man at yeah. least well at least to me like if i reset it give me the fucking lunch boxes back or whatever right like that would be oh really, i know that would be kind but yeah you don't get that apparently i think it was a big cash cow for them and so they've been unrelenting it like they're not moving on it they're not gonna 
like improve that yeah. to quality of life it so speaking of bethesda have you guys tried out elder scrolls elder scrolls blades at all because I've, yes. I've played a little that bit game, of that game that game is just bullshit it's so bad it's, that's it's un- so that's bullshit, unfortunate period. i i wish it was better i guess i haven't i haven't played it but to hear you guys talk about it it's upsetting it's just like i don't even know how would you describe it it's like a city builder not really no. it's a dungeon crawler not really mm. there's a story kind of kind of mm. yeah it just feels like a very like like you could do a game like you could do an elder scrolls game on the phone like you could just port a game and i think it wouldn't totally. be perfect but you could have that experience on there i feel like elder scrolls blades is just like all of the worst trends in gaming like in mobile gaming but with yes. a, a slight veneer of uh bethesda bullshit over it which ain't great like it's just like oh pay money you got energy oh you just gotta swing your sword like by there's no like real exploration you're just kind of going down a hallway kind of swiping your phone and then being like hey you should try to build this base thing which takes 40 minutes which sucks it just sucks it's bad just like mm. it is unfortunate to like as someone who left elder scrolls and maybe spent a lot of time still today playing elder scrolls games i feel like the concept of the blades and the history of the blades is like a really cool thing to try to explore and so when this was first announced i thought like yeah like totally you know what i mean the blades are really important in skyrim they were in oblivion you know what i mean they keep coming up and up and up and up and up and up again throughout the ages and so you know to have the concept of like hey this is the building of the blades you know you're an original blade we're gonna have this cool castle and shit and then it just be like the Skyrim engine where everyone just looks like Skyrim and not really anything else. And then just really a pointless click around half baked thing. Just, it just like, I don't even know. I wonder how stuff like that gets out of QA. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand how as a company they could put something like that out and be like, I feel good about this. Yeah. I feel good about the product that I'm putting out. I feel confident about the product that I'm putting out enough to go up on a stage at a conference and say, please put money into our product. Well, I think about things like Dota Underlords coming out and like other auto chess games where it's like, okay, you're directly translating a game that's on the PC to the phone and it works and it's designed for the ground up for that. And I think that they could have that experience. They would be compromised if they took a real Elder Scrolls game and brought it over, but you could still have that sense of exploration. And it's just such a bummer. It's such a bummer for them to not try to go for that. Instead, just try to go for what's kind of low hanging fruit, which will probably make them a lot of money, but I think damages the brand long term. Yeah. Oh, for sure. This is, I mean, this podcast is not the episode 19 mobile game slash Rebecca talks for a really long time about Bethesda's problems. Um, But one thing that's bothering me a lot lately with Bethesda's output, and this kind of includes Fallout Shelter 2, I think, and Fallout 76 and just all that stuff, is they've gotten into this weird rut of just putting out kind of the same product with a different sort of paint on the outside without any sort of real anything. So, like... As an example, this is how I feel about the Elder Scrolls Online. I was really stoked about this when it came out because I was like, yeah, Elder Scrolls, first of all. Um, But this is supposed to be set, like, in the first century. So this is, like, before most of the games, right? Because when you come in through, like, Skyrim, that's fourth century. You know what I mean? So this is very early on. And it's just Skyrim. Everything is the same. It's been hundreds of years Hundreds of years and everything is the same. People are the same. The, everybody's living the same. The factions are the same. The cities are the same. It's just like, 
I don't, and maybe people don't care about stuff like that. And maybe I'm just the one that's like losing my mind over the lore over here. Like, how could you do this to yourself? But it's like, there's always a point where I feel like there's never, there's never a payoff. You know what I mean? And that's the bullshit part about Fallout Shelter to me is there's a point that you can get to at which playing it stops mattering. It just doesn't matter. And it's completely antithetical to like what I find interesting about those games where it's like in the actual sense of discovery and like, okay, these Mm -hmm. places have a history and like they have changed over time and you can normally see that. Like I think Skyrim does a really good job of kind of giving each, you know, specific zone its own kind of flavor. And then also like having, you know, like 9,000 books that do actually explain history. Like I've watched, you know, a million fudge Muppet YouTube videos where it's like, hey, a hundred things you didn't know about Skyrim. And I'm like, eat that shit up like catnip. And it just seems like, you know, some of the recent games don't provide any of that, which is sucky. Yeah, totally. I think I almost wonder too, if Fallout Shelter is kind of uh, the start of the decline of Bethesda into kind of ignoring their own subject matter. Um, Olivia, I thought you wrote a really interesting piece about this um, for the Purposeful Gaming Challenge when you were playing Fallout 76, sort of about how poorly the game handled the concept of like nuclear war and shelters and just like people's pasts and like the a lot of weird nationalistic stuff. And if you think about what the the vaults were for in Fallout is a lot of it was being like people were being tested on, they were being experimented. A lot of these were like totally inhumane. And so you take something like Fallout Shelter, which is just like, it's a people simulator, it's fun, vaults are cool, blah blah blah. And that's it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't meaningfully engage with its own narrative. Which is not to say you can't do that. But it's that's kind of the point at which I feel like Bethesda sort of just stopped engaging with their own narrative. Well, and from what I understand, that they made a lot of money off Fallout Shelter. Like Fallout Shelter did extremely well for them. So I could see fucking lunchboxes, man. I know. Gotta buy those lunchboxes. Just like (laughs) y'all need to stop with. I I say you gotta stop lunchboxes as I start as I just bought the new Hearthstone expansion for eight (laughs) dollars. I'm a fucking fool. I'm a fucking idiot. Oh. Uh, yeah, you can't shame me. Hearthstone is mobile, right? <laughs> <laughs> I spent eighty dollars on Fallout, how, where, and you spent eighty dollars. Well, where, I spent sixty dollars on Fallout. You spent eighty dollars on. Where Hearthstone. your Where your lunchbox at now? I still play with my cards, bitch. They're still there. If I want to go back to them individually. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I, I have I have a question for you, both of you. Did either of you ever play a, a game called Alpaca Evolution? No. No. Okay. I wish, I don't know if you can still download it from the store, um, but I feel like Alpaca Evolution is a very special game that I would like to bring to both of you because I feel like you will appreciate the fact that it was, I want to say it was a Korean mobile game. I don't know. It was some sort of, it was from an Asian country. I want to say it was Korea, but I could be wrong. Um, And essentially the gist behind Alpaca Evolution is that you start out with a bunch of alpacas. When they have human faces for some reason. And then the alpacas, over time, you take care of your alpacas and then they eat other alpacas. And they gradually turn into more and more cosmic horror creatures of just, like, faces and alpaca parts. And it was, like, super upsetting and disturbing. But I remember it was everything for, like, a really brief window of time. And... It's just a really special, horrible experience that I wish that I could share. With I here. would also like to experience this horrible game. Uh, it sounds amazing, to be honest. You had you told me about like you're just saying, you're describing the llama <laughs> or the alpacas as it went on, and I was like, mm, 
okay, human faces, that's really weird. And then you're like, and then they like evolve and go more abstract horror. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. It go- it goes to the level of like, like, I don't know if you guys have seen the, well, I'm sure you have, the, the Garfield, like, yes. I don't know, like, hello, John, whatever, where he becomes like an increasingly evil mm-hmm. thing. That's very much what happens with the alpaca. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to put this up to my camera so you can see it and we can link pictures. Oh, God. Oh, oh God. They, oh, that's good. But like, that's. And then you collect different horrible, awful alpaca creatures. Anyway, wow. That I, I don't even know if that game counts as bullshit. I just played it for a really long time and found it very upsetting when I was a teenager <laughs> and would like to share the horrible alpaca misery with everybody here. Y'all, I forgot about one thing with Fire Emblem Fates. I forgot yes. they have a summer promotion right now where you can get the same heroes but in bathing suits. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I was looking at my phone to being like, okay, what mobile games do I play? And then I got this big notification at the top where it's like, the Fire Emblem swimsuit thing is on sale. Jump right in. And it was just like oh, all yes. the characters in swimsuits. And you get one free character in a swimsuit. So I just wanted to make sure I touched on that. Fire Emblem swimsuits are available. We are now sponsored by Fire Emblem. <laughs> look at his, Fire look at this guy. He looks so <laughs> awkward. He's so, he's so uncomfortable in a bathing suit. But that's why I find him endearing. He looks like those videos online that are like, how to make your butt look bigger in a photo. And it's like, put one leg out, turn back to camera. <laughs> but he oh. has no ass. Like, um, he has negative no, he ass has, in this picture. He's a, he's a straight boy. He has no ass. It's all flat. Um, <laughs> these pictures remind me. He don't got the he booty. He does not have a booty. No. Uh, this reminds me of Free. The I want to be free. Yes. Yeah. Oh, make us free. <laughs> I love free. Sorry. It's a great anime if no one's ever seen it, but you it's know. It's a great anime. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll start our anime side we, podcast. Yeah, should talk about that. Um, it'll be the first, our first thing that we talk about. Uh, but I'm, I might reinstall Fate Emblem Heroes. Uh <laughs> I hope that if anything comes out of this podcast, it's that we're all going to get really into fate, like Fire Emblem Fate night right now. We're all going to get boyfriend gotchas, and they're all going to be in their swimsuits, and then we can raid all of our boyfriends, and we can share them, and that's that's really what I want. Um, does Donald have a swimsuit, but he's still wearing his, pa- his pot on his head? That's his name, right? I, yeah, I don't have Donald, <gasps> and I, I was... I don't know if you listened to the latest Waypoint yes. cast, but they're talking about like having sex with Donald, and they're like, "Wait, is Donald actually 18? And then there, there's a very awkward moment. So I don't know if they actually have to. <laughs> if Donald is actually 18, as I hope he doesn't have a bathing suit. I don't know. It'd be very He's awkward. a farm boy. Is he not? With his fucking hat. His pot. Yeah. Oh, it's a pot. That's I, it. isn't yeah. it a pot? I think it's a pot because he was the first. He well, was the first hero I summoned, and I was like, "Oh, look at this boy." <laughs> You got it in one. You could just stop. You're like, oh, cool. He, we're good now. He's cute. Right? He's yeah. super cute. It doesn't say how old he nope. is, though. <laughs> Y'all, on the wiki. He's 18. We're, 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 he's 18. We're he's, 18. he's at least 18. All right. Oh, boy. Oh, um, but look, he's so cute. All right. Sorry. <laughs> this has now become the fire emblem. <laughs> I think all of us at one point have played Pokemon Go. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys still and playing are Pokemon still playing Go? Pokemon I'm Go? I'm still playing yes. Pokemon Go. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm glad you're with me. I got this. out. I got out for a long time. 
and then they pulled me back in. They've got fucking Team Rocket now. How many Team Rocket things have you found so far? Because I found two. I haven't. I haven't found any yet. Get the fuck out of here. You gotta purify some Pokemon. Sorry. Quit the podcast. Go find some I wanna... Team Rocket things. Can I join Team Rocket? I think you can. You can buy their costume. Be... I guess that counts. Yeah. Even though I have to give them money. I don't want to do that. Team Rocket always gets theirs. Yeah. Well, that's not untrue. So have you been a steady Pokemon Go player since the, the beginning? Like, are you out there hunting the Pokies? So I started playing it, and then I was like, this is fucking stupid. There's so much grinding. I don't <laughs> want to play it anymore. And then I started walking my dog a lot and getting really into Fitbit steps. And then I was like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then that was my, like, well, I might as well be playing Pokemon Go. And mm-hmm. then there was a stop. Right, I used to work in downtown Chandler where there was, like, easy access to, like, 10 gyms. And then that was the oh, start yeah. of the end where I was just like... All right, I guess I'm going to get all these gyms and actually defend all these things. And then I've just been playing continuously for like the last like two years. And it's been really bad. I've almost got all my quests done. Like I play every day, but I don't like, I, I, I haven't done like any raid groups. I don't like really go for IVs or like get my best movesets, which I should be doing. But I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I, this is just so much work. Pokemon Go is a chore that I continue to put on myself as a second job. <laughs> what about you guys? How long have you been playing? Shoot. Um, I remember playing, like, I remember downloading the app, like, the day that it dropped. Mm-hmm. I was out with a friend. We were, like, at dinner, and so we downloaded it at the restaurant, and then it was, like, us and a lot of people going through a shopping mall, like, getting Pokestops and stuff, and it was really cool, and, like, people were doing perfumes and lures and shit everywhere because it was, like, new, and it, the servers didn't really work, and I had, like, 800 Pidgeys by the time I was done, and I think I still have 800 Pidgeys. Um, and then after a while, I started working at a place that didn't have a Pokestop <sighs> near me. And I was like, so I just, I don't know. It was like, duh, it was kind of all that I was doing. Um, and now the place where I work, our office is a gym. <laughs> so <laughs> that's become very fun for me. Although I still have to like, I don't, Olivia, I don't know if you find that you're, you're doing this in entirely, you may be as well, but like. There are times when I run out of Pokeballs and I think to myself like, oh, I got to find a Pokestop. I'm going to drive over to that Pokestop and I got to spin that. And then it's like, what am I doing? What have I done? I can't let it take me like this. I can't drive to Pokestops. This is terrible. <laughs> I, I did a bad thing and I put my like friend code out there. Just be like, add me. Whoever it is, just fucking add me. And so I've got like 75 friends. And so wow. they've, they've just been my That's I- awesome. Yeah, they've just been my item like I just asked them for well they just send me shit and I'm like yes, what me the pokeballs yeah nice well like you know they can send a gift every day so then I just get a bunch right. of ducks and I'm like ha, 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 shit. Ha, finally <laughs> yeah so just put your shit out there because like Olivia the kingpin that's what I did pin I know right well then I I kept having to put like I uh, that that led to me getting to because like I kept my my space filled up and I was like fuck okay I guess I have to go to gyms to get my bag filled up and it's just been this cycle of hell where I'm like all right gotta throw away pokeballs to get more pokeballs <laughs> and it's gotten me thinking bad things I installed an IV reader I mean like kind of Pokemon Go is fucked when you really think about it Pokemon Go you're sending your you're sending your Pokemon <laughs> you can grind up into candy that's my head cannon is that we're literally turning them into candy you're not wrong. <laughs> that's true I forgot about that and then that. you feed those candies yeah, and, to your you're, it's all cannibalism. Ah, it's not even like eating terrible. other Pokemon. It's like the same Pokemon eating the same one of its species. Right. Mm. But I'm gonna it get... seems almost like an insult to injury that the Pokemon has to be first turned into candy mm-hmm. before it could be consumed by another Pokemon. But I, I need my I need my melodic. 
my feedbacks will evolve eventually. I'm like four candies away and I'm just so focused on getting my Milotic that I will eventually, <laughs> it will happen. Tyler, what's your Pokemon Go Um, I started when, like day one, like Rebecca, or I might've, I feel like it was day one. I wanted to say I might've done like the beta. So like I played it for like a hot second a day before, but it was, it was not what it was when it was released to the masses. Because there was mm-hmm. everyone everywhere. And, like, at the time, I lived in a college town. And, like, all we did was just went to Mill Avenue, which is where the bars are, for people who don't know. And, like, that was just, like... Pokestop shit. Literally, oh, Pokestop yeah. on Pokestop yeah. on Pokestop. And all the bars were into it. And they were like, come grab a drink. We have a Pokestop. You know? Like, that was a thing. Like, if yeah. you stop here, you show us you play Pokemon Go. We'll give you a free drink or whatever. Something stupid, you know? Uh, or, like, di- a discount. They won't give you a free drink, but they'll give you, like, $2 off your drink or whatever. Um, that was my experience. And, like, I would just, for, for weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks, uh, for, like, maybe a good two months solid, I played Pokemon Go. And then, like, it just kind of died out because at the time it was only, you know, the first batch of Pokemon that they had released. I don't think it was even all 151. I could be wrong, mm. but I feel like that's true, right? Do you guys remember? Was it all 151, the, the first gen? Or did they only release? I don't think you get Mewtwo, because Mewtwo got released at like right. the special event. And then there were some Pokemon that were only available like in... Region locked, far-fetched. And and, yeah, you couldn't... Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you couldn't trade Pokemon. Like They've come a really long way. Yeah. In, like adding Pokemon battles, adding trading, adding like the gift system. I remember that being a big thing. Oh, I, yeah. I still feel like it's we're not there yet. We're not, like, at the point where I'm like, this is a Pokemon game, and it seems really, like, it's, it doesn't have feature parity with, like, a, you know, mainline Pokemon game, which it never was designed to, but I kind of wish that, get back to more yeah. of that original, like, what I found interesting about Pokemon, and I, I remember being like, oh, Pokemon Let's Go, I remember when I first saw Pokemon Let's Go, I was like, oh, shit, they're actually taking, like, they're they're making the original game, the actual mainline games worse because of Pokemon Go, and that made me really upset. And then I was like, well, actually, the catching mechanic is dumb. We shouldn't, you shouldn't have to weaken Pokemon. Like, right. it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And it's just like, amb- like, arbitrary and dumb. But I'm like, now that we're getting closer to the the worlds colliding with the new Pokemon sync bank thing that you can bring Pokemon from Pokemon Go into the new, like, Sword and Shield. I'm like, I'm ready. Just make Pokemon Go a real Pokemon game. We'll just battle in it. <laughs> Get rid of the fucking candy cannibalism. Let me just love my Pokemon right. up. We can do it Aww. as a family. Um, I, do, I will say that the game definitely got me out and I went places and like, I, like I literally, you know, I went to Tempe oh, yeah. beach park, uh, hung out with, like I made, made some friends at the time. I don't really know them anymore because it was like a very short thing, but, um, you know, it was like, we literally would like, we exchanged numbers, went out and like went to go like walk and poke a hunt or whatever. And then like, I would even literally drive to parks that were way out the fuck out of the way because there was a ghastly there. Like, and we'd go at night, you know, and go to the ghastly, <laughs> the ghastly park and, like, catch those. And sometimes a haunter would be there. And you're like, oh, my God, it's haunter. You know, like, I would go, I would just go places that I would never go if Pokemon Go did not exist. And I feel like I fell off because they <laughs> didn't have everything out like they do now. Uh, and I was really looking forward to actual versus players. Hmm. Uh, which I think they have now, right? You can verse people, right? You can battle people. Yeah, you can challenge people. Challenge people, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was what I was most looking forward to, but it wasn't available, so I, like, stopped, and then I never 
I, I uninstalled it. <laughs> so I saw some meme and I think it speaks to your experience and my own as well of like the week that Pokemon Go came out was the closest we ever got to being like a united people of the world. Mm-hmm. And I, I would mm-hmm. say totally. Mm-hmm. Crimes were getting solved. People were talking to each other. Like mm-hmm. people were going in businesses that they didn't go into. Like the if if we could bottle the spirit of the launch of Pokemon Go, we could subsist for ages, I think. <laughs> As I- a culture. I just remember seeing that one video of um, Central Park where someone's like, there's a Dratini over there and there's like literally 500 people yes. all kind of like looking at their phones walking. And I was like, this is amazing. We've, the herd mentality has <laughs> taken place and not a bad yeah. way, but in a good way. Yeah. It got people exercising. Like that's, mm-hmm. I mean, it is totally bullshit, but it's still, you know, it was pretty good. That did some good stuff. So with that in mind, you know, I feel like Pokemon Go maybe spans these two amorphous phases that I think exist for mobile games, one of which we talked about, which is total, absolute, unrepentant bullshit, um, which there's probably way worse than what we've talked about, but I think, you know, everybody has the bullshit that they like and that feels good. Um, but then there are those special little mobile games that come out every once in a while, I think a lot more recently than in the past, that are just start to finish great. They're solid. They're, like, amazing. Um, Whether you play them once in one sitting or whether you go back to them over and over and over again, like, the mobile game GOAT is totally a real thing. Um, And I know that you probably both have have had your fair share of experiences with the things that made your little phone a little bit of a nicer thing to look at when people are being bullshit on Twitter. So, Tyler, what would you say your mobile game, like, if you had to pick, and I don't, you don't have to pick one, but, like, what what do you, what comes to mind, what comes to your heart when you think the, like, mobile game happiness? My first mobile goatee was Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery. Yeah, like, that was one of the first few mobile games that I played that was like that actually felt like it was a polished game that it wasn't asking for my money that didn't have any like special gimmicks or like mechanics like energy you know that you'd have to buy or replenish over time or whatever or like would make you yeah wait to play it again or to continue playing or whatever although i will say super brothers sword and sorcery they did ask you to like take a break because it was like set up in episodes i thought that was pretty neat because they were like yo you've been here for like three hours you should probably take a break but like you could totally just <laughs> you know fuck off and like let me let me play the game <laughs> be gone game <laughs> right um but i i love that that was such a good game um yeah and i feel like so it was super brothers sword and sorcery um and then year walk were probably like my first when i think of mobile gaming like that's like goaties like those are my forever and always in my heart and i know olivia you're making a face but i want to probably when i talked about your walk but like it's still it's a good ass horror game and it's on the mobile it's effective it's effective it's for sure it's really effective and the way that it uses the companion app is still like an inspired use of apps you know like i think that yeah your walk like i i know they've ported other platforms now you can get it on steam but i feel like that original experience when you didn't really know much about it and you're playing it and like kind of I, we we've recorded a podcast about your walk we've talked about your walk together um i just your walk brought us together it many did. years ago yeah mm-hmm. it's fucking good 
Also, I wanted to say with Swords and Sorcery, I've bought that on like nearly every platform. Same. So I bought it on like <laughs> iPad, on like iOS, on Android, and then on Steam. So I've got like 10 copies of Swords and Sorcery. Yeah. The game is... Me too. Was a gift. I know. It got me to Jim Guthrie, which is the, the musician for that game. And it is just so fantastic. So. Yeah. It really, it really is. They, they've been working on a sequel of sorts for quite a while. Oh, really? I had not known about this i know that they've been working on on a game but i didn't realize it was a sequel i think it's if i remember correctly it, i think their last update was from the end of last year um and it was not it wasn't like a hundred percent uh a sequel but it was sort of in mm. the spirit of i would still I love anything spiritual successor to to that game like no no other game yeah. i feel i don't know you guys can maybe jump in I feel like there's no like knockoffs of Super Brother Sword and Sorcery. Like there's no no one's tried to do what they did and like mimic it, be a different story or whatever, but like still the same. Yeah, I don't I don't know if anything really has. I remember that was one of the sort of um pinnacles of that indie game summer, the one that everybody remembers where it was like that Yeah. Level five or whatever Mm -hmm. came out, and it was that, and Bastion, and Lone Survivor, and Amnesia, and it was just like a, it was a very specific point Mm -hmm. in time that I have always ascribed Super Brothers to, and that's that's what I think of. Yeah, that was great. Well, one maybe one day we'll one day we'll capture Indie Game Summer. (laughs) I hope. I don't know. Um, Olivia, what would you say your your mobile game goat is? So this is really difficult for me. I do want to say, starting it off first, Hearthstone's still fucking good. Y'all should be playing Hearthstone. <laughs> it's like, do, do you prefer do you prefer to play it on your phone or on your PC? Because I've thought about so, getting into it on my phone. I like it. My phone is here. I like it on my PC because I, there's like tracking apps that you can use, and Android does have support for like, hey, if you want to like track your deck and like just figure out what you're doing and. There's like a lot of things that I use on the PC that make the game a little easier for me in terms of like tracking statistics. So I would prefer to play on the PC, but like getting back to the idea of like your account syncs, it's like sometimes I just want to lay in my bed and like play a couple games and not think about it, not take this seriously. But the progress they make there still carries over, which right. is great. Like that yeah. makes me want to keep nice. coming back to this game. And like I've been playing a lot of um, Magic Arena, Magic the Gathering Arena, and like there is no phone app. And like I installed uh, a Steam Link. I like set up Magic the Gathering Arena through Steam and then used Steam like on my phone to try to play because I wanted to get those dailies and it wasn't yeah. working. And I was just like this. Oh. It was really a bummer. It was really devastating. Like it did work, but there was some issues with it. So got that out of the way. Hearthstone's trash, but I love it so much. <laughs> um, I did want to talk about, uh, I had two games, I mean, three games, but I'll be quick about them. Um, Deus Ex Go and Laura Croft Go and Hitman Go. Tell me about these. Tell yeah. me about these. I've had these in my wish list yeah, for like a hundred years. Yeah. So they're puzzle games, and I think the pinnacle of the series, it starts off with Hitman, which is pretty good. You're basically, like, uh-huh. it's a movement puzzle, so you're on a track, and you have to, like, kind of tell your character when to move. And the enemies will either, like, move in tandem with you moving, or they're on, like, different paths, and it's just a big puzzle. So you're trying to get your character to do, you know, objectives, and then also get to the end of the puzzle. So Lorecraft Go is my favorite out of them. It's, like, it's the most, like, focused of the pack. And you're uh-huh. trying to you're trying to move from one point to another while you're being chased by like giant Komodo dragons or like there's <laughs> chains like blades everywhere and you're trying to it only moves when you move so there's like a lot of like okay I need to plan my moves at like ten points in advance and then like uh-huh. really try to figure out the puzzle there so I just think it's a really fun and interesting game and it works perfectly for like that 
I just need to sit down and do this puzzle like five times and I got it. Like it just works really well. Um, yeah. One of the smaller games I want to talk about was Tiny Bird Garden. Have you guys heard of this game before? No. No. Okay. So I want to know though. It's a, it's a tiny, it's a small game, but I think it's a, a very small team. It might just be one person. And the whole thing is that you have a garden and this game is also on Steam now, but I, I played it on uh, the phone, is that you, you have a garden, and you can buy things, and then birds come, oh. and they like are fucking adorable. It's Neko Atsumi, but for birds. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and there's like, all of the writing is just really funny. Like, they just like have like, oh, this bird tries his best every day, and I'm like, you are trying your best. And I feel like, or like, this bird calls his mom all the time. Or like this Aww. bird wants to be a comedian, and like it's very. <laughs> it's, you can buy them little hats. You can make them wear little hats. You can make them little outfits, and like this I is know, really endearing. It's so cute, and I know that like for me, I was like I was having like a kind of a I, I think we all deal with mental health issues. And I know that for me, I was like feeling just like very down, and this game like yeah. made me just feel like everything was gonna be okay. Like you can play with my partner. I mean, like, okay, we need to see the next bird, and I need to like set up a little guitar for my bird so I can play the guitar, or like just kind of hang out. And it's just so fucking <laughs> cute. And I never really, I know it's really popular. I think on like Tumblr and other platforms like that, but I'd never really heard it in, like the mainstream games press. So if you get the chance, it's free, and like you can kind of just like have a really chill time with Tiny Bird Garden. So, Aww. yeah, it's very. I want to have a chill time with Tiny Bird. Definitely. Garden. One looks like a little a little sweet roll. It's got a little sweet <laughs> on the belly. Yeah, it's super cute. I'm gonna download this. Right? Is it is it free to play? Yeah, it's free to play. Or... Okay. So it's, there, I'm doing this. Surprise mechanics. I mean, there are like you can buy like I think they try to be very upfront with like, hey, if you want this to go faster, you can do that. But it's kind of like a meditative experience where it's like, okay. okay, I need to wait for the birds to show up and put out my bird seed, and then it's like if you want it to oh, go a little sure. faster, you can do it that way. Um, okay. Rebecca, what is your mobile game goat? Um, so I have, I have two, uh, one that I think we all sort of share, so I'll, I'll end with that one. But, um, I spent a while trying to figure out what I really had a lot of good memories playing on mobile and, you know, I, I, they, I always kind of come back to those experimental games, plug and play and kids. Um, they're two done by the same team. Um, plug and play was originally based on a short film and then they, they made a, a game version of it. Um, and they are at the surface level, they're very bizarre. Like they're very surreal, black and white, like not a lot of stuff makes sense. Why are, why are things happening? There's no dialogue. There's no real story. They take like 30 minutes or so to play. Um, but they, I feel like the touch, like they use the mechanic of the mobile device of a touch screen to convey the story and convey kind of what they're trying to talk about, um, in a way that you can't replicate as well. Um, on another platform like you know plug and play for sure i don't know about kids i think kids is too but i i know that they're available on the pc you can get them on itch the itch.io mm-hmm. store um but there's just something about the touch capability and that's something that i, I always get really excited about is when um, a mobile game really uses the medium to tell the story in the only way that it really can be told and so you know for something like kids which came out earlier this year you know a lot of it has to do with like following a crowd and social dynamics and how people interact with each other how people make decisions based on the what other decisions people are making and so you know to be able to make those in real like to be a part of making those decisions to be like the physical act uh, involved in making those decisions i don't know i think those are very effective 
Um, and I think that they're not, I, don't, I just don't think you can tell those stories as well without, um, without the touch mechanic. And so that is also the same thing that I have in mind when I think about one of my other favorite mobile games that I think we all really loved um, when we played it. And that's Florence. Mm-hmm. Like, that is a game that uses its medium in the best possible way. Um, You know, the act of being involved in that storytelling, the act of the little mini games that you got to play to kind of, you know, move that story forward and be a part of these two people falling in love and um, falling out of love. You know, I think, to me, that's like a pinnacle of mobile game design. That's what sells the genre. And like, that's what sells the capability of telling a story in a Mm bite-sized format. You know, with just a simple little clicks. Yeah, the Florence. the design of yeah Fucking the great. design of Florence is stellar. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. Like I like I cried at the end, or you know, it's just like I just was so overwhelmed with emotion at the very end of it, and oh. it was so simple. It was a very short, you know, experience, and like okay. totally worth the money. Mm-hmm. Like just. I want more games like that. I just do. Like, please. Yeah. Um, well, and even even just beyond, like, a mobile game, like, having neat mechanics, I think the writing in that game just fucking yeah. kills mm-hmm. in a way that it's understated yeah. and, like, actually has something to say about relationships and moving on and letting go, which I think, you know, a lot of media that concerns love doesn't really want to engage with that stuff. And with no words, even, is, right? Yeah. Like, I don't think there's one yeah. word. And you just yeah. you just get it. You're like, oh, shit. Like, this is what's going on. Yeah, because yeah, it's a very universal experience mm-hmm. in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it's a very, it's something that you understand totally just without, it doesn't have to be spelled right. out for you. Totally. Um, I don't know. That's why I'm a big believer in the touch as like a it's a special kind of medium. You know what I mean? Because I think the physical act of being a part of a game, a virtual experience, can tell stories in ways that, you know, you can't always do if you're at the end of the controller or you're at the end of a mouse or something like that. So... I mean, I don't know if really my finger really is that powerful, but, you know, I, I think it definitely creates a sense of... Couldn't put that picture back together. You just can't do it. You just I, have to I, I couldn't it have done it. Not the mouse. <laughs> um, yeah, mobile games, mobile games are pretty good, I would say. They're pretty, they're pretty okay. Some of them are really bad. A lot of them are really bad. Actually, most of them that are probably created and, and are really bad, but some of them are good. And, you know, I think that the benefit of having them is you have your phone with you all the time. So why not have something you can just check into every once in a while? See what birds have landed in your bird garden. Give them little hats. <laughs> they can play Make the guitar. Make yourself feel mm-hmm. at home. <laughs> Shall we do some salutations? Yes, please. Um, so our salutations is a little corner where we like to give a shout out to some things that we are enjoying. Along with everything else mentioned on this podcast, obviously, but this is a time to talk about whatever, whatever you want, whatever's making you happy. Could be a piece of paper, could be a rock, it could be a Pokemon. I don't care. I'm not a cop. Julia, <laughs> do you want to go ahead and start us off with your salutation? Yeah, my is there sal- a rock paper Pokemon? Because if that that would be the obvious choice, if that was the case, I don't know if there's a paper Pokemon. I wish there was. Like Gallade's kind of like a wait, not Gallade. What's the fucking sword one? the dual sword god why can i not remember it's like two swords and a shield it doesn't matter my yeah. salutation for this week is discord folders y'all discord folders yes. are so oh. fucking good discord finally <laughs> listen to us oh god bless america so i have a problem where 
I'm like, I want to, I want to, I want to stay in the know. I want to know everything about everything. Yeah. I want to know things about all the video games that are happening. And Discord's a really good place to do that. Um, I did this once where I joined like 20 discords and I was like, this is just too much. I can't keep track of these. <laughs> I'm feeling overwhelmed and they're making noises and I can't stop them. Um, luckily with discord folders, I was able to join like 17 different discords this week and keep them all in order yeah. and like <laughs> kind of see what's going on. And that has been life changing y'all just put all my trash discords into a folder and be like, I'll check this later. Don't need to look at it. <laughs> yep. Um, I would highly recommend that if you have not checked out discord folders, you should because fuck, fuck keeping your notifications in order. Be it, be it. Yep. Be a messy bitch like me and don't don't leave your discords just put them in <laughs> folders and not think about them anymore i i agree hey if anybody needs practice the greetings from podcast has a discord which you can put into a folder if mm-hmm. you would like put that right into your trash folder you don't <laughs> need put it, it in there mute you notifications never see it again that's what i'm doing yep it's like it doesn't that's exist I, yeah, that's what i, I had to, to implement the folder no. uh still so like all of my discords that i'm in they're literally on mute and like because <laughs> that i don't want if they were all unmute i would have a thousand messages a day or more like it's just ridiculous oh yeah i learned that the hard way when i joined the cdpr official 20 mm-hmm. cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. discord and it was just zero to 60 like the worst possible choice yep. i could have ever made <laughs> that's in my trash folder i feel like we all moved like we as a society decided that like forums and like social media were a good place to like house conversations and then somehow discord came back and was like hey motherfucker you like irc don't you where nothing makes sense and if you're not on 24 (laughs) 7 you'll never be able to keep track of anything and then that's where we're back at now right like just basically i love it but it's Maybe not the most efficient way to translate information. Uh, Tyler, what's your salutation for this week? Yeah, um, I'm. It's going to be the Great Hack on Netflix. I was going to do something okay. lighthearted and say Stranger Things three, which you should also watch. But no, the Great Hack on Netflix came out pretty recently, and I encourage everyone who I was going to say in the United States, but honestly in the world, if you're just a person. Uh, who can see things, you should definitely watch The Great Hack. <laughs> uh, no, no, okay. So so if people don't know, The Great Hack follows Cambridge Analytica. What's Cambridge Analytica? Cambridge Analytica is a company that um, formed around u- da- uh, user data. So like, it basically created online profiles of people um, based on things that they clicked, liked, saw ignored what time of day they were on the internet you know like literally their entire internet profile them as a person um camera analytica use this data then analyze like things around the world and started to see what they can get away with and they started influencing elections uh and it's just insane what went down i had no idea how great of an impact that they were for reference being an american 2016 election um they basically were part of the reason why uh trump was elected not to mention the fact that also russia was involved but like generally cambridge analytica was completely behind it and it was it's it's a real eye-opener to the future of 
we people as a society using the internet and i feel like everyone needs to watch this not that there's anything you can really do about it now but moving forward we can create protections and rights for people so that like we aren't being abused because you are whether you know it or not um have you guys seen or maybe heard of this I haven't I saw I saw it on Netflix. I have not watched it yet. Um I almost applied for a job at Cambridge Ooh. Analytica around oh twenty fifty. Yeah. <laughs> uh when I was still in the height of my internet research thing, which obviously I don't do anymore. I, now I'm into communities and IRC <laughs> chat, so which is <laughs> <Just> weird. <laughs> I I haven't heard of this movie before, but I'm super excited to watch it. It seems yeah. like exactly my shit. It kind of flew under the radar like i mean it's it's raised a big you know stink i think more and more people are starting to like catch on and watch it but like yeah i didn't really know about it either until like netflix was like hey this is the thing and i'm like okay what is this and i think i specifically watched it because someone was like oh that new horror movie that's not scary the great hack is scary and i was like oh the great hack horror movie really let's go watch this and then i like realized that it's a different kind of horror <laughs> which <laughs> it's existential right. horror it's a, it's a little too real um yeah too scary for me <laughs> so but yeah it's it's a it's a very good documentary um so you should definitely take the two hours out of your day to to watch it at some point so cool. uh rebecca what would be your salutation um so my salutation for this week uh is Honest, honestly, one of the best games I've played this year. Dragon Quest Two. <laughs> <laughs> I saw oh, your Instagram boy. post. This game is for perverts and perverts only. <laughs> it actually, I mean, yeah, kind of. There is a there is a whole mechanic where I had to build my little village a bathroom, but they only get one. So there's a line no. for the toilet, and I have to go collect. I have to go collect the, the stuff out of the toilet in order to make like fertilizer for my crops what? and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm so I'm someone who does not really care about the Dragon Quest proper series. I never played it. Whatever doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but I played Dragon Quest Builders One originally on my Vita. I thought it was great. I played it and then I got tired of it for the same reasons that pretty much everybody cited, which was um, the mechanic was you would go to an island, you would help the people there, and then. It, everything you did wouldn't matter. You would just say, poof, goodbye, and then you would go to the next island, and you would never really go back and forth. There was no real continual stuff. Like, you'd lose some of your recipes that you'd earn to build things and whatever. Um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 basically fixes everything that was wrong with Dragon Quest Builders 1, which is kind of amazing that they did that, at least in my opinion. Um, and, you know, now your pro- your progression matters. Now the people that you're helping, the people that you're building for, the people that you're taking care of learn from you and they'll start to take over tasks for you. You could put blueprints down and they'll build for you. They'll take care of your shit for you. It's great. Like, it's it's really good. Um, the plot of Dragon Quest Builders 2 sort of loosely follows the plot of Dragon Quest 2. Um, 
and you live in a world in which building is illegal, like it's it's a sin because the world is ruled by like creatures of destruction, essentially. Um, and so you are someone who is a builder. Um, everybody tells you all the time that you are an ungrateful heathen and you must stop your sinning ways or be destroyed. Um, but then they realize, oh, we like having a roof. We like having a bed. We like eating. Where do food. they poop without you? <laughs> if you are the first yeah, person so to build a toilet, where do they poop? They- so it's funny that you say it's funny that you say this because the whole poop quest involves somebody asking for this. So you build them a bathroom to their specifications, um, and then, like, you go back and you talk to this guy, and he's like, "I'm so glad I don't have to." And he like doesn't want to talk about what he had to do, and he's sort of like, "I'm so glad I don't have to go like run into the forest because all I eat is cabbage." Like that's literally what he talks about. It's like all we eat is cabbage. I really don't Mm-mm. want to have to go run. And then it's like the reason why he wants the bathroom is because somebody saw him pooping in oh, the woods. Oh, no. Nobody wants that. Mm-mm. After eating all Mm-mm. of the cabbage. Yeah, like, he this game will tell you all of the pooping. details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All they have is cabbage. It's it's a really terrible way to live. Sorry. I can't imagine what their insides look like if all you eat is cabbage. Um, it's too much roughage. But yeah, like, if you're somebody who likes the concept of Minecraft but not the execution of minecraft like minecraft could be lonely and kind of boring um but like if you're like i want to build stuff and explore things but also have people to talk to may i present dragon quest builders where there's quests there's things to see there's people to talk to there's like i'm still on the i'm almost done with the first island and there's like a really meaningful kind of heartfelt quest in this whole area and this is only one of several so like there's still a whole like i've been playing for hours and hours and hours and there's still a huge game ahead of me um you know you can have a dog you can pet the dog you can pet the dog <laughs> it's important dragon's builders 2 is great it's made me very happy and i can play for hours at a time anyway i really recommend it to everybody to play it's so good Well, on that note, I think that makes I think that makes a ding dang dong ding dang podcast. How about that? Perfect. I'm gonna go play some mobile games now. Gotta get I'm, gonna, my... I'm gonna go download the, yeah. the Gotcha Boyfriend game. This, the swimsuit boyfriends. Swimsuit boyfriends. <laughs> Love it. All right. Well, this has been the Greedies from Podcast. You can find us wherever podcasts are hosted, such as Apple Podcasts, Simplecast, Spotify, and more. Send your questions to greetingsfromcast at gmail.com. You can visit us online at greetingsfrom.zone. You can call us on the phone if you want to do that, too. Or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We stream every Friday on Twitch. Um, most places we're greetings from PC because usernames are hard and a lot of places only let you have like 10 characters and that really blows if you ask me. Uh, my name is Rebecca Faye and you can find me at Rebecca Faye. Olivia, where can they find you? You can find me at LiveJQ on Twitter. Tyler, where can they find you? Find me at World Jumpin' on Twitter. Surprise mechanic boyfriends, here I come! Congrats gamers, you made it to the end. Thanks for listening to the Greetings From podcast. Our intro and outro song is an edited version of Deep Fried Space Food by Substitute Sandwiches. You can find a link to the song, along with links to all the stuff we talked about this week, in the podcast description. Find us online at greetingsfrom.zone, where you can listen to more episodes, find out more about your dangerously good-looking and charming hosts, and catch up on our blog. You can also follow us on Twitch and Twitter at greetingsfrompc. Send your questions, messages, or anything you'd like to greetingsfromcast at gmail.com or call us direct at 347-642-6377. Until next time, happy playing!